welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to the guests or visitors who may be joining us this day. Please know you're always welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. We've now come to what is personally one of my favorite Sundays in the church here, uh, the third Sunday of Easter, which, according to the intro, it is Misericordias Domini, but is, as we know it, Good Shepherd Sunday. And so we have these beautiful promises that we hear from our Lord in um, both the Old Testament and Gospel, and so also the New Te or the Epistle reading, as St. Peter refers to Christ as the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And as we look at the readings, I'll turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of the bulletin, where we have a summary of all three of those readings from the service this day. Our Lord Jesus is the Good Shepherd. He is not like the hireling who cares nothing for the sheep and only for himself, who flees when he sees the wolf coming. Rather, Jesus is the good shepherd who seeks out his scattered sheep to deliver them. He gathers them and feeds them in rich pasture. He binds up the broken and strengthens the sick. He lays down his life for wandering and wayward sheep. On the cross, Jesus bore, Christ Jesus bore in his body the attacks of the predators of sin, death, and the devil for you, that you might be saved. He now lives to restore your soul in the still waters of baptism, to lead you in the paths of righteousness by the voice of his gospel, to prepare the table of his holy supper before you, that you may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And as our Lord has prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies, even his very own body and blood, he bids us to come and receive that good and gracious gift according to his word and testament. And as part of that word and testament, he bids us to be united in one confession as we come to receive his body and blood. Therefore, those coming to the Lord's table this day, we ask to be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, joining in one common orthodox confession of the Christian faith. We rejoice to receive these good gifts of our Good Shepherd this day. The services, Divine Service Setting 4, as it begins on page 203, we now sing the first hymn. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 34. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep, and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. They shall lie down in good grazing land. And on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 2. 
For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear shepherd of, or good sheep rather, of the good shepherd, anyone who has observed sheep for any length of time will tell you that they are, well, interesting creatures. There's a reason so many stereotypes about sheep exist. There's a kernel of truth to most of them. And the truth about us, if we're going to be honest, is that, well, we are interesting sheep, interesting creatures. In the beginning, we were created to live with our shepherd in a beautiful and lush garden where there was no death. Everything was holy and perfect. We were created to be immortal sheep, living under the most loving shepherd that could ever exist, enjoying his steadfast love and kindness forever, in perpetual holy communion with him. He would protect us as sheep are protected behind a strong, impenetrable wall. But then, of all things, a lion came. And whispered to us over that wall, Hey, why are you content to be sheep? You don't need any shepherd. You're wise and strong. You can make it on your own, no problem. But if you stay behind the wall forever for protection, then you'll never be your own person. You'll just be a sheep. Climb on out here, and you will be like the shepherd. So our first parents listened to the temptations of the lion, and they climbed outside of the wall. They rejected the shepherd, and they went out into the world, and they found out the truth about that prowling lion, that all he wanted to do was devour them. They also met the wolves that helped the lion, sin, death, and hell. They also found human forces that persecute the church, as well as false teachers in the church who are wolves in sheep's clothing. Together, these wolves preyed upon the human race. You see, neither our parents nor their descendants could escape the trespass of leaving the shepherd's care. Thanks to the original sin of Adam and Eve, every sheep is born with a desire to be his own person, his own shepherd. As King David would later confess, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We all were like sheep that had gone astray. Dear Saints, this third Sunday of Easter, also known as Good Shepherd Sunday, 
is all about the shepherd winning back the sheep and making them his again. To do that, he had to leave the perfect protection of heaven and go out into the corrupted and savage world where the lion and its wolves lived. The shepherd came in the likeness of his sheep and experienced every temptation that we are afflicted by, yet he was without sin. The shepherd was not overcome by the lies and temptations of Satan, that evil prowling lion. So also no one was able to take his life from him. He is the son of God after all. Therefore he laid down his life for the sheep only to take it up again. In other words, the eternal shepherd became the lamb of God whose blood was shed for the sins of the world. Now, when that time came, Christ Jesus did not run from the fearful trial which lay ahead of him. He accepted the Father's will and he drank the cup he was given. It was for that purpose that he came. So he stood firm and made the good confession in the face of the wolves, knowing that it would lead to his death. He confessed before Pontius Pilate, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Of course, Pilate threw our Lord's words back in his face with that famous question saying, What is truth? Not realizing that the man standing before him is the way, the truth, and the life. But the quality of the Lord's confession is in its own truthfulness, not in whether or not it is received. Christ could have denied everything. He could have gotten himself released by Pilate in any number of ways, but he did not. He stood his ground, and he made a good confession. He stood in the truth. Christ Jesus did not deny that he was the Son of God before Caiaphas, the high priest. He could have simply not answered Caiaphas. Humanly speaking, there is no point in casting the truth before those wolves, but Christ confessed, even though it cost him his life. He made the good confession, and he died for it. The good shepherd defends his sheep. After he laid down his life on the cross, of course, we know that he took it up again on the third day, which, of course, brings us to the very season we celebrate. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the days, years, and centuries after his death, resurrection, and ascension, Christ Jesus has sent, and he continues to send, many under-shepherds, those whom we call pastors. Through his called and ordained pastors, Jesus continues to defend his sheep from the lion and from the wolves. How does he do this? Well, the same way, with a good confession and his good gifts of word and sacrament. You see, a hireling flees when he sees the wolves coming, but a good shepherd stands his ground. Jesus, who is the good, the great shepherd, he is the standard and pattern for all pastors to aspire to and strive to faithfully emulate. With the aid of the Holy Spirit, we under shepherds, that is, pastors, we stand our ground and we make the good confession. We confess Christ as the Son of the living God. We confess that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We confess him, although we may have our confession thrown in our face. We confess him, even in the face of those who attempt to censor and silence us. We may suffer for it, and if the Lord calls for it, we may even die. But if we are good shepherds, we will not back down though all the world of wolves threaten us. The Lord have mercy upon us. God help us. See, there was a German monk 500 years ago who stood his ground. He was challenged to make his confession a few days after this very same Sunday in the church year. He was surely thinking of this lesson from St. John's Gospel, read in the house of God just days before. 
Luther appeared before the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, who represented the power of the nations and the power of the established Roman Church at the time. When Martin Luther was asked to recant his writings, behind that request was an implied threat of death. I imagine Martin Luther was thinking something along the lines of this. What kind of shepherd will I be if I see these wolves gather around me and I back down on my confession of Christ? What if I bend and compromise my confession? Sure, I might preserve my life in this world, but I would betray both Christ and his sheep. So instead of backing down before the wolves, Luther said, as we have heard it many times, unless I am convinced by sacred scripture or by evident reason, I cannot recant, for my conscience is held captive by the word of God, and to act against conscience is neither right nor safe. Here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. Amen. It is not pride that should make a man stand by his words. Human pride is sinking sand. Instead, the confession must be made and held because it is the confession of Christ and his merits and his benefits for us. To abandon that solid ground is perilous. May God help us all to make the good confession of Christ. May he continue to strengthen us by his Holy Spirit and by his blessed word and suffer to that end. You see, all Christians... Not only Christ's under-shepherds, not just pastors, must be ready to confess Christ before men, before this unbelieving world. When the wolves come for us, we must not count our life as being more valuable than having Christ, than knowing Christ, and receiving all the treasures he has given to us. In this fallen world, this suffering may come to us for many and various reasons. There are so many crosses. In fact, it just may be that we are called to suffer for simply doing what we know to be good in God's sight. St. Peter speaks of this very thing in the epistle today. He says, but if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls." Dear sheep of the good shepherd, the truth is that Christ is our life. To deny him is to throw away life. Should we be called to suffer for the name of Jesus, may God be glorified. If the devil and those wolves who serve him should take our earthly life, well, we will rise again, never to die. Why should we fear the wolves? They are judged and overcome by Christ our Lord already. A good under-shepherd, as well as good sheep, trust that our shepherd will keep us safe forever. Indeed, his protection is promised to us, as it is written. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These are beautiful promises of God for you, dear saints. God, help us to stand and to live in the good confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, 
So also, if it be his will, may our Father in heaven make us ready and willing to lay down our lives in the image of the good shepherd and for his name. Even if this should come to pass, we need not fear. For our good shepherd will take up our lives again on the last day. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For steadfast, steadfast faith to hear the voice of our great shepherd, that passing through the valley of the shadow of death, we may receive our portion in his abundant life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the pastors of the church, that they would feed the flock of Christ with his word, seek his scattered sheep, and bind up their injured hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the schools and seminaries of our synod, that our young may be well prepared for service in all godly vocations. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our leaders, that they would serve their people and promote peace, so that many may seek the Lord where he is found, in the sanctuary of his church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For John Brenneman, Vanessa Burmester, Charlotte Locke, Richard Phillips, Ron Lyon, Bob Rash, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, Ted Phillips, and all who suffer in this life, that from the wounds of our great physician they may receive healing now and be preserved in the hope of the resurrection and its perfect healing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church gathered around the altar of Christ, that our shepherd would feed our faith with his body and blood and keep us in the rich pasture of his church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. And thanksgiving for the fellowship of the church, that our shepherd would bring us at last with all his saints to share in the feast that has no end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, out of your fatherly goodness, you have remembered us, poor, miserable sinners, and given your beloved Son to be our shepherd, not only to nourish us by his word, but also to defend us from sin, death, and the devil. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that even as this shepherd knows us and helps us in every affliction, we may also know him, trust him, seek help and comfort in him, heartily obey his voice, and obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning to you all on this rather chilly spring day. I think we're going to be looking up to warmer temperatures after this, at least we hope so, right? Well, as we look forward into the week, a number of things are on our calendar here, some exciting things uh, coming our way. So on Sunday, May 7th, we're going to have a carry-in dinner, and this will follow Bible study. This is sort of an end-of-the-year celebration for our midweek school. The children have prepared some songs and hymns that they would like to share with you. Uh, and also, we get the, the glorious gift of joining in some fellowship. Good old-fashioned carry-in dinner. So uh, you can see the details there in the bulletin, but that is on Sunday, May 7th. Also, we have our VBS registration deadline that will be coming up. It's hard to believe we're already to the point of Vacation Bible School again. The dates this year are May 30th to June 2nd, so note that's four days. There's no cost to attend. Uh, the registration deadline is May 8th, so that's the Monday following the next Sunday. So for registration questions or if you'd like to donate anything, uh, just if you need anything at all related to VBS, please contact Danielle Dyche. She'd be happy to help you. 
And also just a reminder that this week I do have a continuing education conference up in Nebraska. Uh, I'll be leaving tomorrow morning for that and I'll return uh, on late Thursday evening. So I'll be back in the office then on Friday. Um, also, uh, as you look around, you see our Easter lilies. They've grown quite a bit in the pots. They're ready for you to take them home and plant them in the ground. Uh, so if you'd like to take home an Easter lily, uh, please do so uh, and enjoy those into the year to come. And then also, as we come to Bible study and Sunday school today, adults, when you come to Bible study, bring your bulletin with you because we're going to be taking a deeper look at uh, the intro of the day, the collect, all the readings related to Good Shepherd Sunday. There's just too much good stuff in there. Uh, so it's going to overflow into Bible study this day. So I hope to see you there. God's peace be with you as you go, knowing that your good shepherd watches over for you, provides for all your wants and needs, forgives your sins, and defends you from death and the devil. I'll greet you at the door.